0: Okay, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Welcome to Optimize Your Body with Martin Silver. And today I'm proud to announce I have my friend and uh, fitness guru, Jamie Alderton, aka Grenade J, uh, over in the UK here on Skype. Uh, how are you doing over there, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. What's the weather like there now? I heard it was quite cold.
1: Horrendous. You know, you, you, hmm. you guys over in Australia sit there smiling with your son and, and everything else like that. And, you know, no wonder you guys are always happy over there. Um, it's it's dark, <laughs> it's cold and it's miserable, but I kind of like it. You know, I do kind of yeah. like it. So
0: That's the thing with the UK and it's weird. I kind of didn't think I would miss it that much, but the cold weather is something about it. It's just part of the grind, isn't it? Part of the UK grind. Exactly, yeah. So um, yeah, I just wanted to pick your brains a bit today, mate, and um, just yeah try and try and give the listeners a bit of advice on uh, you know how to get in shape, look after themselves, and some some business tips and, and hacks from yourself as well, James. So uh, thank you for uh, thank you for chiming in, mate, and uh, and helping me out here. More than welcome. Appreciate it. Yes, um, so what I noticed on your uh, I I looking on your Instagram recently, and I saw a, a post which really caught my eye about uh, making mistakes. And um, keeping momentum. Um, and I just, I just wanted to ask this question first because um, when it comes to like people have trained and just in general people trying to make progress regardless of what they're doing, whether it's whether it's in business or uh, or health and fitness or whatnot. Um, and, and myself as well, I kind of uh, I kind of slip up sometimes when it comes to momentum and keeping that consistency. And uh, use the the analogy, what was the analogy you used again, mate? If you can just run through that for me.
1: Was it like so the mistakes over momentum? What I spoke about was from one of my favorite books, and it's uh, Psycho-Cybernetics by Dr. Maxwell Maltz. And the analogy is about a bike. Um, sounds a bit strange, but when a bike is stationary, it's very unstable. And it's very much like us in life. When we are stable, as in we have no goals, we have no momentum, we kind of get wobbly and we kind of get lost. And once we get the, that momentum back and we start moving, very much like a bike, it's very much easier to control. And regardless mm-hmm. of what it is, it's so important to have that momentum because what happens is very much like people losing weight. You know, they get very motivated that they're losing weight, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and then something happens and they stop and everything mm. kind of changes and everyone knows when they've got a plan when they've got a program and they've got something in their head they want to do everything changes you know you, you yeah. come from a competitor background I come from a competitor background when we've got that competition date in our head, something in us changes you know we, we, we've got something to look forward to we've got something to focus on and we've got an outcome-based goal mm. and it's very easy to stabilize your life when you haven't got that thing you're kind of confused you're kind of you know wobbly and that's very much like the analogy of the bike you know one thing i say is it's so important to keep momentum in your life to keep moving forward and the trouble with a lot of people is that they do get that momentum but they lose it so much and they lose it because as soon as they make a mistake as soon as they mess up they go back to stationary instead of learning from it and going what's the takeaway point and then continuing with that momentum
0: Mm. that's it yeah they get kind of get a bit disheartened and uh that's right then they kind of lose that motivation and drive to keep pushing forward in it yes. so yeah I, I agree with that and um yeah just just to delve a little bit deeper into that as well uh jamie actually coached me for my for my most recent show which was in the summer of t- uh, 2016 that was my first uh professional show so, uh, show show as a professional competitor and uh in the world championships out in toronto and jamie Jamie was my coach, and um, as he was saying then, in regards to when you have a competition, you have to throw everything in, including the kitchen sink. And uh, yeah, I would just like to, to pick your brains a little bit more about about prepping people and and how you find it from person to person. Because uh, with myself, obviously, I think we've done about a, about a 12-week prep all together, because I was already kind of, uh, I was already lean 12 weeks out, and then we just kind of went from there. How how did you um how, how do you manage to kind of like adapt to each person when it comes to when it comes to coaching people and getting people you know in razor sharp condition, ready for these competitions you know because everyone's so different with their metabolisms and stuff like that um how do you actually manage to because I know you get some really good results with clients including myself um the condition I brought to the stage I was happy with so yeah
1: I mean I, I don't prep anyone anymore but um the last person I prepped was AJ Ellison who became the WBFF uh, world muscle Check, uh, muscle model champion so that I kind of finish on a high before, with the end of my yeah. uh Put while you're ahead yeah, exactly. um, for me <laughs> and I'll, I'll be brutally honest with you prep, prepping athletes for stage is the easiest thing in the world and the reason that it's the easiest thing in the world is that you're prepping athletes you're prepping people who stick to a plan you're prepping people who you can give a piece of paper to and tell them to follow it to the gram and 99% of them follow it and it's the same mm. as anything you know you you follow the plan you get results it's easy you know you're dealing with mm. you're dealing with people who've got lots of you know training years under their belt etc 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 it is an easy job yep. the hard job is getting someone in shape or losing weight who has got all the bad habits who has weak adherence levels who is not very self confident and all of these kind of things that you know, for me, that's always been the real challenge, and that's kind of why I came away from comp prep and then moved more towards. As with anything that I do in life, I like to challenge myself and and push towards something a lot more difficult. <clears throat> and um, okay, yeah.
0: Great, thanks for that. Yeah, um, and so, so I guess by what you're saying is, it's it's, uh, it's mindset, obviously, as as we all know, it it requires yeah. a hell of a lot of self discipline yeah. to get on stage. Um, but, but what I so, yeah, say is it's yeah, on, right.
1: What, what I say is a lot of athletes, and I, I, one thing you probably don't know is a lot of athletes that I've prepped in the past, uh, uh, their their diets and their training is shocking. Literally, nearly hmm. nearly every like world champion, pro etc etc every person that i've worked with their, their diet is, is is rubbish you know they they, yep. they eat too little they train too much and what makes them different to other people isn't the nutrition it, it isn't the training it's the mindset they yep. can push harder physically and mentally than most people which is why they look like that it's, yeah. you know it's no magic potion or pill yeah okay some of them might be taking drugs etc etc but what we're trying to get down is to the nitty gritty of the mindset and that's something that you know i speak a lot about these guys these girls they, they just push harder than most people and regardless of what it is that they're doing they adhere to the basic fundamentals of fat loss they keep consistent they keep focused they've got that outcome based goal in mind and they get a result so from a from a coach's point of view it's giving them the right plan of action, giving them the, ad, ad, you know, the adequate amount of calories, listening to their wants and needs, getting that feedback on their energy levels and, and, and just tweaking and changing a few things because you know that there's no variables outside of that. You know When you're working with a normal person, shall we say, you, you've got to take into account their social life, their alcohol, their family, you know, lots of other things which to most people is a priority over getting ready for a show, especially when it comes to weight sure. loss.
0: Sure. That's right. Yeah. I agree with that. And, uh, yes, yeah, so that mindset is vital really, isn't it? Very much uh, Especially so. when it comes to, when it comes to yeah, competing at that level and, uh, when you're being critiqued, um, you know, next to other people who are also in, uh, put everything into it, you've got to be on your game. So yeah, it's just all about that self-discipline and, uh, and not it really. But yeah, no, really, um, just relating to what you said then, because, um, you know, one of the main kind of drivers behind me starting this podcast was, you know, to help people, um, obtain just good health, get themselves in shape and sustain it for a lifetime. So I mean the on and off kind of mentality and as you were saying then, you know, uh people sometimes they just don't have that mindset just to just to actually mold health and fitness, nutrition into their lifestyle. And it's kind of like they're on or off. So it's like they're going half a lever and they're dialed. And as you said then Most of the time in that situation, they're not actually eating enough calories and they're probably overtraining, if anything, or maybe not training properly um, and putting their body into too much stress. So, how, how, I mean, what, what, um, I'm just trying to, what's the best way to put this? So, just any tips you have to help people kind of learn how to mold health and fitness into a lifestyle which they can sustain for a lifetime and not kind of, um, you know, hit a wall and rebound and then go back to square one again because this is the battle I have with people and this is what I'm trying to really help people achieve.
1: So I like to do a lot of analogies and make it very very relatable. So I'm going to I'm going to take this back to you, you you can drive a car, Martin, yeah? Just just checking. So this this wouldn't work if you couldn't drive a car. So I can drive a car. <laughs> Brilliant. <Sure>. Okay. Okay. <laughs> just cool. about. You almost mess you almost messed up my analogy, but it's all good. So <laughs> the first lesson that you learned how to drive what did you do did you jump on a motorway and and you know overtake cars and do a parallel park
0: hell no otherwise i wouldn't be here now mate no i'd be dead
1: no what did you <laughs> what did you do you went down a little street corner you learned yep. you you learned the pedals you learned mm-hmm. the indicators and that first hour more or less that's probably all you learned that's then, right, yeah. Then, Literally just talking,
0: for most of it, yeah, to the yeah, guy.
1: <laughs> exactly. So that's all your that's all your brain could comprehend when it comes to driving. Now, mm-hmm. I guarantee that you've driven to places before, and you can't even remember how you got there. You've got there. That's right. Somehow. Now, what's, kind of in
0: kind of in autopilot mode. Yeah.
1: Exactly. So what what's changed there? You know, what's changed from suddenly not even knowing where the indicator is, not even knowing how to, you know. Work that clutch and brake to driving somewhere without even thinking about it and getting to your destination.
0: It's experience, it's what you've learned, and then just adapting to to doing it all the time. So practicing it, okay, you know, day in day out.
1: So let's take it's January the first, and let, let's have a look mm-hmm. at this as the analogy. You're unhappy. Yep. You wanna you wanna get in shape. You wanna get your abs and stuff like that. But that outcome-based goal is very much like <clears throat> driving on a motorway and getting to your destination without thinking about it. Unfortunately, that day, that day one, that first week, you are trying to drive on that motorway and do everything when you should be just learning how to indicate and, and work the accelerator and brake. And what, what I, I love mean, that analogy. And what I mean by that is that so many people don't understand habits. They don't understand how your brain works. You can't go hell for leather from week one and expect to keep consistent with that because your brain doesn't work like that. You know, the reason that I stay in shape year round, You know, you know and, and you've seen this with regards to you coming down, um, coming down the train here, I wasn't even competing, I stay in good shape, and people say, how do you manage to stay in good shape? I'm like, because, I, and, and they get confused when I say, I say, because I drive a car, and I don't even know how I got to the destination. They're like, what? But if I told you that analogy now, my fitness is like driving that car. I eat healthily without thinking about it. I go to the gym without thinking, oh, I need to go to the gym. I eyeball food and know exactly more or less what I need to eat in order to sustain my body weight because I've been doing this for 20 years. Just like if you mm. spent 20 years driving a car, you don't need to think about indicator, brake, acceleration, etc., etc., etc. It just happens. So mm. what you need to do when it comes to getting in shape is keep it simple do one or two things daily that are easy for you to do and then work from there because what will happen is if you let's just say let's just say the very basics of fat loss is maintaining a calorie deficit we're not even going to go into calories now what we're going to say is right i want you to walk 10,000 steps a day i want you to drink 2 liters of water uh, 2 liters of water a day and i want you to eat three good meals and a snack That's all I want you to do for two weeks. I'll tell you what will happen to 99% of people that do that. If they are overweight, if they are very unhealthy and they need to lose weight, they'll probably drop 6 to 10 pounds just doing those three habits. Now, how hard are those three habits to do?
0: No, they're not very hard at all. Easy, easy. Exactly. Just some small changes. Yeah.
1: But what's going to happen when you lose 6 to 10 pounds It wasn't that hard to lose it. Are you going to be a little bit more in on this weight loss thing, especially as you've lost six pounds and you didn't really think about it? Absolutely. And this is where habits happen. There's a great book called The Power of Habit by a guy called Charles Duhigg, and what he talks about is three things, cue, reaction, reward. This is what builds up. This is what keeps you having bad habits. And this is also what gives you good habits. Now, the reason that we continue having bad habits is we get a reward from it. The reason that we go out on the piss with our mates on a Friday is because it feels great. You know, it's good to socialize. It's good to have a laugh. And that's why you can't stop doing it because you remember how much fun it was. This is so much that you need to think about when it comes to the gym. The reason you can't keep consistent with the gym is you've yet to see... The reward from your efforts, and I've had clients before that really struggle with adhering to a plan of action. I had a guy that was really, really struggling with his nutrition and his training. He'd lost about a stone, but he was feeling a bit deflated. The next week, he saw an old school friend, and the school friend didn't even recognize him. He goes, "Wow, you you look incredible! You look amazing! What have you been doing?" That changed his brain straight away because although he couldn't see the changes somebody that he hadn't seen for 20 years had noticed and instantly he just changed he kept consistent with his diet he kept consistent with his training and he loved the process because there's this little thing in his head now that says if I go to the gym I get more of that thing that made me feel really good last week so It's the triggers in your head and it's the reasonings behind doing it. You need to think of a reward for doing it. But also, in order for you to see that reward, you need to have a little small win. So to do something really, really easy for two weeks and lose £10, you're going to invest more time and effort into it because you've seen the reward.
0: Yeah, exactly. The Power of Habit by, what was the name of the author, sorry? Uh, Charles Duhigg. Charles Duhigg. So, the power of habit, folks, by Charles Duhigg, and also, whilst we're on the topic of books, mindset with muscle, isn't it? Your it, book? It is indeed. Which I yeah. actually, I actually still haven't read it, and I'm going to get on How that my next week. How dare How dare you? Get getting habit I know, what, I
1: know. Well, I say a good, a good habit for for everyone to do, and there's lots there's lots of things that I talk about when it comes to getting shit done, essentially. Um, yeah. If if I put 34 books on your desk, Martin, and said I need those books all read by the end of the year the chances are you probably read three or four and then you wouldn't get the rest in because you don't think you've got enough time. But if, sure I, but if I said to you, right, all I want you to read, I'm not even going to put the 34 books on your desk. All I'm going to ask you to do is allocate 10 minutes a day to read one chapter. That's it. Can you do that? Of course you can. Anyone's got 10 minutes to read one chapter. If Definitely. You, if you compounded that every single day, seven days a week for a year, you would have read 34 books. And it's looking at all these things. Just so taking
0: one step at a time, isn't it? It's just going yeah. back to basics and taking one step at a time. Then that's that's the, what I always, that's what I kind of advise my clients to do yeah. as well. and, I know it, it's, it's, and it's understanding changes.
1: Yeah, and it's understanding where those that that time is wasted. You know, like people say you need to brush your teeth two minutes before you go to bed and two minutes when you wake up. That's four minutes a day. If you compound that into a year, that's twenty four point two hours. What do you mm. what do you do when you brush your teeth? Not
0: you, a lot. Not a lot. You no. you, stare at you don't do much at all. I was going to say you threw me a bit there. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. What do you do?
1: <laughs> well, brushing brushing your teeth is one of those one of those things. Probably only things that you could do something else whilst doing. Yeah.
0: Everyone yeah, knows how yeah, to brush their exactly. teeth, and you can piece of cake.
1: Yeah, exactly. So you know, you just
0: think you're on fire with the
1: analogies. I got to say, mate, you're absolutely on fire. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been a while. It's been a while since I'm on my podcast, but but this is just giving you a perspective on. The, the reason that people don't get so much stuff done is that they get overwhelmed because they've got too much of it to get done. If you break things down, if you reverse engineer things and you just focus on the simple things daily um, that are easy to do, within a year's time, that makes a big difference. You know, going mm. to the gym, health for leather for a month might get a quick result, but if you compared that result over a year, okay, you've lost 10 pounds, but you've gained that 10 pounds back and then you've lost two pounds. So in a year, your total weight loss is 12 pounds. Yet, mm-hmm. it's very easy to consistently lose two pounds a month. But mm. at the end of the year, that's 24 pounds. So you, in actual that's fact, right. to do something easier every single month, at the end of that year, you've doubled your results. And it's the
0: compound effect, isn't it? Yeah. It's
1: all about being patient. And this is what some, a lot of people aren't when it comes to getting results. Because the reason being is, and the hardest thing with weight loss, is it's very painful. You know when people are overweight they're not very confident and they think that they'll get that confidence back when their gravitational pull to the earth is a little bit less and and it's not true you know you don't want to kill yourself to get a result because the only way that you've seen that you've got that result is from killing yourself and how much how much, do you want to kill yourself for a year do you want to suffer for like you have been for a month for the entire year you know when are you mm,
0: and can the body take that how long can the body take that for anyway is not it you know, yeah, it's going to take and, you for much longer than you. And yeah.
1: exactly, when you when you look at that effect of small daily practices equate to huge results over time, mm. then, then you're playing a longer game, and you're not as overwhelmed and stressed because, you know, our brains are very conditioned for um, in, you know, instant gratification. You know, this is why people sure. get excited. This is why people get dopamine rushes when they get a notification pop-up on their emails. You know, they get a
0: like on their Instagram. <laughs> ex-
1: exactly. And
0: The late gratification is where is where the success is at, isn't it?
1: Yeah, very, very much so. And, but the thing is, is that, you know, our brains aren't conditioned um, to have kind of... Uh, I've forgotten what the word is now. So very much... I'm trying to think of what the word is now. I've totally forgotten. I was going to go off on another... Um, ramble, but you know, our, that's right.
0: Man, I'll leave you think. I, I can't really think of it at 5 a.m. in the morning, mate. To be honest, so I'll leave you think.
1: <laughs> so, we've got very much like let's say we've got an instant grat-
0: instinctive instinctive kind of thing, is it?
1: Yeah, well, we've got an instant gratification, and we've got delayed gratification. Okay, we're our brains yep. are very much conditioned to be instant gratification. You know, let, let's mm-hmm. go back to thousands of years, you know, with with our brains and before we had Facebook and, and mobile phones and stuff like that. If we, if we were hungry, what would happen? You know, we, stress would happen, you know, and then mm-hmm. we'd. It would cause us to take action to find food. We'd find food, we'd eat, we'd be fine. If it starts raining, we get stressed. Stress makes us cause action. We get under some shelter and that stress goes down. You know, Instantly, we reduce stress because as soon as that stress happens, it, mm-hmm. it calls us into action. Because that's, what, that's why we get stressed. We get stressed because it's awesome. our body saying we need to do something. That's you know, right. You, you, but then, what happens? Non-stop
0: stress nowadays, isn't it? Non-stop with technology and whatnot.
1: Yeah, but that's the same thing. It's like we, we haven't got that instant gratification. Let's just say we are thirty pounds overweight. Yep. And that causes you stress to take action, and you are in a calorie deficit for twenty-four hours. What happens? You gain, you lose a little bit of weight, but you're still overweight. So you're still stressed. So you're stressed for long periods of time. You see where mm-hmm. I'm coming from from that. It's just like yeah, people. Are conditioned to get a result straight away, not yeah, for not for that delayed gratification of certain daily practices. Okay, You know, consistently.
0: I know. I, 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 whilst you're talking about that, this this is actually along the same lines. Now, um, I wanted to ask because being where you've where you are now and what you've achieved over the last say it's quite a short amount of time, really really short amount of time, considering what you've actually achieved and uh, you know what you what you've done. How do you, where do you get the confidence and where do you get the motivation and drive? Because being consistent and actually continuing to push forward and doing those little things day in, day out is obviously what's got you to where you are in terms of, you know, the podcast, really successful, you got your book, got your gym, you know, that takes a lot of hard work day in, day out. You know, it's not like one of those things where you can just, it's not like a job you can do. Pick up and drop it off every now and then. It's nonstop. So how? Where do you? Where do you? I mean, is it? What? What? Have you got any tips for me and the listeners in terms of what you applied to actually be so consistent day in day out?
1: Okay. So there's two things. Um, First and foremost, it's it's all your fault, and 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 Mm. this is something that I love saying to people and as well as myself. You know, wake up, look around you. If you have the woman or man of your dreams, by your side. If you've got the car you want, if you've got the house you want, if you've got everything there, that's your fault. You've created that. That's been your decision and your choice and, and you've made that. If you haven't got those things, that's also your fault because you've made those choices in order to have those things. Now, people can get triggered by that, but it's true because people say, well, it's not my fault. And what's happening mm-hmm you're blaming somebody else and the easiest thing to do is blame somebody else for your problems because what happens if you blame someone else and it's not your fault then you the stress is instantly reduced and you don't have to do anything about it if you understand that it is your fault then you need to do something about it you know people can say oh well you know I'm overweight it's not my fault all my family are overweight and it's just like Mm. well that's a cop out it's not my
0: fault i smashed all those cakes in and all that chocolate and McDonald's day in the Alpha 5 it's not my fault though (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah. And and the biggest thing is, is just accept full responsibility for your actions. If you haven't done the stuff, own up to it. If you have done the stuff, own up to it. What will happen mm. then is not only are you being honest with other people around you, you're being honest with yourself. So that's the one of the biggest things that I say to myself is accept full responsibility for where I am. You know, things are going to happen to you, shit's going to happen. You know, I, I can list off an entire another podcast about the shit that's happened to me over the last couple of years. No doubt. Yeah, Literally, but I've just <clears throat> learned from it, I've dealt with it, and I've got on. And
0: Yeah, daily accountability then, isn't it? As you say, it's just being accountable for your own actions. Yeah,
1: and a great quote, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you deal with it. You know.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And another analogy, as you know, I like analogies. Um, if, you're playing a ga- <laughs> if you're playing a game of poker and you get dealt a bad hand, just because you've got dealt a bad hand doesn't mean you can't win the game. And mm. the thing is, is we all get dealt bad hands from time to time. But the difference yep. is is we can still win the game because it's all about strategy. So that's the most mm. important thing. Secondly, you're, you're good enough. And this might sound cheesy and woo-woo, but it is. A lot of people, when they do seminars, um, they talk about the, the first thing to do in the slide is a bit of an introduction of your achievements. And the, the reason that so many people put those achievements up is to say why you should listen to me. All of my achievements, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that, I've done that, I've done that. This is why you should listen to me. Now, I've, yep. got, I've kind of flipped, turned that on my head, uh, sorry, on its head from my last seminars, where I have, my first side is everything that I've failed at and everything that I'm shit at. So my first thing that I do is i failed most of my GCSEs, um, I spent most of my college time getting pissed, um, didn't get my certification, uh, this, 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 this. But the whole point is, is all of those failures, and I'm still sa- standing on this stage talking to all you guys. And the whole reason for that is I am nothing special just as much as you you are nothing special. The only difference is, is I've taken action with those unlimited technological tools that are around you, you know you've got this thing in your pocket called an iPhone, or if you're a little bit poor, an Android, uh, an Android phone, and <laughs> and everyone, Slipping. everyone has Google. <laughs> you, know, you have this ma- amazing machine in your pocket that can make you skinny, rich, and happy. The biggest problem mm-hmm. is is that no one knows how to use it because there's yep. an abundance of information out there. And people are constantly distracted. So we're, we, yep. you know, we live in a time now where it's not about not getting enough information. It's about finding ways to be less distracted so you can get shit done. And understanding that mm. everyone, you do not need to, and, and this is the most important, you do not need to be intelligent these days at all. I can, mm-hmm. I can sit there, I can have no GCSEs, no qualifications, nothing, and I can have an intelligent conversation with somebody else on the other end because I've got Google, and so have they. You can pull any kind oh, of information right. from anywhere, Technology. but also it's like, well, that's all well and good, but what are you doing with that information to, to better your life? And th- you know, that is the most important thing that I say to people is that you are good enough. It's just that you need to focus your attention on the things that you are good at doing and do them and guess what you mm. c- you can monitor whatever that is you can get mm. very good at that because the chances are if you think about it there is something that you do better than anybody else and whatever that sure. is, whatever that is instead of trying to get better at the things that you're shit at get very good at the thing that you're better than most people at and within a year of that control focus it'll be pe- if if that thing that you're better at anyone else has immense amount of value to other people you can turn that into a business and that could be anything because people need help all the time you know i remember going to london and they've thought of everything Mm. you know i remember going to london and um i was looking for a car park and there was an app where people who live in london can rent out their car can rent out their parking spaces so actually i went on this app and went to a place in mayfair and rented a person's car park so parking space for two hours someone actually thought about that and thought wouldn't that be clever most people don't use these and a lot of people commute into london we can make some money out this people of london can make some money off this etc etc there, there's a there's an app which will pick up your Ironing and iron it for you and drop it up back off at your door. There's, deli- exactly. there's delivery where people, I remember. When well, that's it yeah. That's
0: what I was going to come to. Go on, carry on. Sorry.
1: Well, when I was a kid, um, when I was 12, 13, and you wanted, there was this great thing that we used to do. You used to call the taxi company up and pay them an extra fiver if they go to McDonald's and pick you up a McDee's D's and, and drive it to your house. <laughs> so you pay for the taxi to come to your house and then you pay for the McDonald's and you give them an extra fiver. I guarantee someone's gone, well wouldn't that be good if a, if a company does that where I can get any takeaway and someone delivers it to my door. There's so much stuff that you can think of out there. Whenever you, uh, I've got 900 notes on my phone of little ideas, little business ideas like that. You know, the sky's the limit. Yeah, you've got the technology now. You've just got to have the ideas, and and the most important thing, you've got to put it into action.
0: Definitely, and there's a really good book actually, which uh, is called Irresistible. It's by uh, Adam Adam Alter. Don't know if you've read that, but it's all about what you were talking about then, how we are just distracted nonstop. I think the average. I seen one of your posts recently actually uh, regarding social media and how it's just a waste of time and you know scrolling, 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 clicking, checking, checking. Uh, and the average person spends about 2.5 to 3 hours a day on social media alone. The average person spends about 3 to 4 hours glued to their, their phone, on their phone, literally just doing nothing. So we have more, but we have more information available to us than ever, right? Just as you were saying then, on a digital level, we have more information available to us than ever. But we also are bombarded with all this Bullshit essentially, so it's just siphoning out all the rubbish stuff and just tuning in to what's actually going to benefit you, isn't it? Which yep. is which is the hard thing, but yeah, just about yours. Go on, sorry, mate.
1: Yeah, very much so. You know, I said to a lot of people, Is like, how long have you been on Facebook for today, and what have you learned to better your life? The chances are you've learned soddle. Mm-hmm. because you don't go on Facebook to learn stuff, you go on there to be distracted and entertained. And I, I yep. you know, and and this this is true. You know, there's so many educators out there that are trying to educate people on Facebook, and the thing is, it doesn't work. They've got some of the brightest minds there doing seminars that which which are like eight, you know, 45 minutes long, which will change your life. But if you look at the statistics on Facebook of the most engaged videos, they average between 30 and 45 seconds. So, mm. you know, how are you going to learn complex information in 30 to 45 seconds? You're not. But if you're on that platform, you've got to play the game of the platform. So if you want your information to be out there, there's no there's no point in doing a 45-minute video. It's a 30 to 45-second video. If sure. you, and that's the reality is that it's, you know, what works on Facebook, what works on a lot of platforms like Instagram is infotainment. So it's finding ways of getting the information out there as quickly as possible to... To, for more people to want to learn more and it's a very hard thing to do mm. but the reality is, is it. No, no, one, no one goes to learn shit on Facebook simple as that no, yeah, that's th- it. and there are some amazing apps and I'll tell you, a lot of people like to know oh, what are these amazing apps if you want to get more motivated if you want to um, literally level up your life three apps you kind of need Medium, it's medium.com it's a blogging app um, I literally if I want to I'll write this one down now. Yeah, if I want to be distracted, so to speak, and I've got a little bit of time, I don't go on Facebook, i have go on Medium and I read a blog from smart people who can help me better my life. So that's medium.com. Yeah. Uh, if you've got right. um, if you've got an iPhone, um, iTunes University. Now I guaranteed most of you out there have never even heard of that app. Even I haven't too. heard of that bit. I'm it, writing it down now. And if you if it's the app store, it's on your phone. Yeah, and iTunes University has. you can basically Go to Oxford University and do their entire syllabus for free. You can go to Yale. You can go do philosophy, psychology. You can do. You can basically get everything, every single piece of content that you would pay thirty thousand pound a year to go to college and university to get for free on your phone. And they do it both in, uh, yeah, and it, it, they do the entire thing in audio as well. So if there's anything that you want to learn go onto to mm-hmm. iTunes University. If it's a language, if you want to learn a language, completely free, iTunes University. So that's... that's really? A, yep. So if you want to learn okay. Spanish, Australian, you know, <laughs> um, just go, <laughs>
0: go on to iTunes. I was looking at learning Spanish, actually. That was one of my goals. I don't know why. I just wanted to learn a language. Yeah. I'll check that out.
1: So iTunes University. And what was the
0: third one? You said there was three apps. What was the third app?
1: Uh, podcast app, which no oh, doubt okay, this will course. be on. So, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, right? But a lot of people that I've spoken to have never even clicked on the podcast app. I found that right. podcast app in 2013 and that changed my life. That's that's literally what changed my my way of thinking. I was getting ready for a show. I was doing lots of walks, lots of cardio and I was just listened to the podcast and I was like, "Wow, literally transformed my the way that I thought." Then I launched my own podcast and you know, that that was crazy. So 100% it
0: ch- changed the game for me as well. Um, yeah. just listening to the podcast Honestly, just the, how fast I learned just listening nonstop day in and day out. And it's actually enjoyable. You know, you're listening to different stations, which you actually uh, find entertaining as well, going yeah. back to the en- entertainment element. And you just, I just absorb. Information much, I mean, reading books is really effective as well, but you can just walk, you know, it's much more convenient with podcasts, isn't it? Yeah, and, you and can, now I think you can
1: multitask, which is the main thing. You yeah, know, like when you read, you've got a lot of distractions stopping you from reading, but if you are listening, the chances are you're in one of three places you're either out walking your dog, you're in your car, or you're on. A treadmill or something like that you're you're in mm. places where you're not being distracted and you have mm-hmm. they have you know you've got undivided attention to that thing and it all, it all comes down to how you learn as well there's three obviously different ways of learning um you know, you've got um audible kinesthetic and you've got uh, visual so i'm very much yeah. a you know sorry auditory so i'm very much a auditory and visual learner so i i learn from watching youtube videos i learn from listening but a lot of people can't, you know. A lot of people see something and they need to get their hands on it in order to see it, you know, in order mm. for it to work. And that's very much a key and that's
0: kinesthetic. Of...
1: Yeah, and, and I know so many people, like coaching clients and stuff like that. I know a lot of PTs that they'll watch mm. a video, let's just say a video on how to squat, and and mm. they just can't get it. They need and they're the kind of people that need to get under the bar and they need to yeah feel, perform it and they need to perform it. So it's understanding how you best learn and it's a, another great quote is a fish will forever think it's stupid if it's judged on its ability to climb a tree and and the the reason that analogy is so strong is that there's lo- so many fishes out there trying to climb trees when they should be swimming in seas there's so many people mm. trying to absorb information from a book when they should be listening to it in their ear so think about yeah. that if you're not if you're not absorbing information from a book you maybe that's not the best way for you to learn maybe mm. it, it might be from a YouTube video it might be from a podcast try a few different ways and you'll know when you try it because you'll remember that information
0: awesome and your story I just wanted to examine actually um, you haven't actually Kind of conveyed to the listeners yet your story. So I'd like you, if you can, just briefly, just to just to run through your story because you you gave me a, a lowdown when I came to uh, your gym. You gave me, you you ran through your story in terms of you know you were in the army, then you got made redundant. If you yeah. can just run through that quickly, just to motivate the listeners and give them. Uh, You know, kick up the ass. (laughs) So,
1: so very much so, I mean, I was in the Army for seven years. I left, I worked in IT for a year. This was uh, about 2009, I left the Army. 2010, I worked in IT for a year. Then I got a great job because I was in the Army. I had a high security clearance, so I worked abroad. Um, I worked in uh, in the Middle East. I worked in Iraq. I worked in... um, Q eight, and then I moved over from there to another contract where I worked for the UN in Kenya and Somalia as security advisor from there I got made redundant in 2012 and it was pretty tough time I you know I had just bought a house and uh, put all of my savings on the house and then I got made redundant and I was like oh shit um, I remember getting on the plane back, not knowing what I wanted to do in my life. And I had about £800 pound in the bank. And I, yeah, that's a huge change in my life. So I started writing things down and you know, asked myself what I really wanted to do with my life. And everything pointed towards personal training. And you know, I'd never thought of doing it before. And the reason being is that I would go to a gym. And I'd look at all these miserable personal trainers working every hour under the sun, not enjoying their job. And I assumed, right, I don't want to do that because I love you know i love training but if i was to do it 10 hours a day i might end up resent doing it you know worst thing that i could have ever said because as soon as i started doing it and you know literally i had 800 quid in in the bank and i was like right i need to find somewhere i managed to find a studio about six miles up the road on an industrial estate put about 16 grand on my credit card bought the personal trainer qualification bought all these weight equipment etc etc um borrowed my dad's bike and I used to cycle wind rain and snow up to this little studio on an, on an industrial state by a prison uh, training people and you know in that three years of having that little studio you know I, I built it up into a very successful business became one of the top uh, personal trainers in the UK and then decided to double down my efforts by opening my own gym facility because you know it, it gone past the point of right okay I can only do so much of this by myself and then came the idea for Grenade Fit. And, um, and and yeah, I mean, we're 18 months in and uh, it, it's been incredible. It's been a huge journey both uh, in business. You know, I've pushed myself to boundaries which i never knew existed in the last 18 months and i've learned so much from doing that and it's so mm. nice now that you know i'm not coaching people but i've got lots of amazing trainers around me we've currently got 24 coaches
0: um training wow. people um, it's expanded a lot since i came then i don't know how many was there then it was probably about 10 maybe i don't know yeah i mean 10, we,
1: we this is this is both online and in person, so we've. Got, oh, great! Yeah, you know, we've got great coaches here, and we've got great coaches online too. And you know, we're expanding and growing all the time. We're we you know we we're, we're working with in excess of you know four to five hundred new people a month, which is incredible.
0: Awesome, yeah. So you're, you're very business savvy, right? So um, is there any? Where did you learn? Because you seem to nail it every time when it comes to. I didn't realize you had your own studio by the way for three years as well. So obviously you would have learned a lot along the lines there. Um, We're going to wrap this up soon anyway, but I just wanted to ask you one or two more questions. Um, Where did you learn all these business skills? Was it just from like hands on and. Yeah, hands on. Very much hands
1: on. You know, like I opened my little studio to pay my mortgage. That was it. You know, I didn't have Mm -hmm. any goals to be a very successful businessman or anything. I just, you know, I was very passionate about lots of things. And most people who are very successful, I say they're not just good at one thing, they're good at multiple things. So one, one of my talents, one of my, so one of my many talents, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> you know, I, I love marketing, I love psychology, um, and I love training. And you yeah. know, the whole thing about business is, is just understanding people, um, delivering value, and um and caring i think is the most important thing giving a shit about people something that you know i i spend far too much time caring about people that don't matter um and that's come to be my downfall because there's only one of me and and you know when i first started this uh, gym i was working sort of 100 110 hour weeks and then you know started to privatize other people over myself and the the kind of flip turn that is that i'm very i'm a very selfless person but you know the competitor in me is a very selfish person as well and it's understanding that 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 requires a balance you know it's you can't be too selfless because you don't prioritize your own your own self and your own health but you can't be too selfish Absolutely either you yeah. Know, when you when you just look after number one you're not looking after the people around you so it's understanding that that's a balance you need to help others you need to give value but also need to look after yourself too
0: yeah great and that's what i've learned from the podcast game uh, is is giving value and if there's anything i've learned actually that's one thing that the podcast have taught me is obviously you know having your own podcast is a bit of a grind right you yeah. know you're not getting paid initially you are just giving an advice and the main drive behind it is just to give and just to help people and that's that's where i'm at now really so uh, yeah i can i can totally relate to that and um, right i've just got a few questions i wanted to fire off you before we finish right um some of them are going to be a bit vague but top three tips have you got like or I mean, even if it's two whatever a few tips for burning fat for people to lose body fat and to keep it off what would you say the three most important things? It's probably going to be similar to what I tell people every week, but I need someone like you to tell them.
1: <laughs> so exactly why I said with the three habits, 10,000 um, 10, steps a day, drink plenty of water, yep. three meals and a snack. And the most important thing to say, um, to, say to yourself, is if, if you can see yourself doing this a year from now, then it's the right thing to do.
0: Cool. Do you have any rituals, like any morning rituals or anything you do daily which propels you forward?
1: Okay, so or- I... My, my new ones for 2018, which are working really, really well, is I've always been good with my morning routine. So I get up early, about 5 o'clock. I go for a walk. Um, I've just started meditation. There's an app called Headspace. I do 10 minutes of that Yeah, I've done that as well. Absolutely fantastic. And um, amazing. I set myself up to win for the day before I serve others. You can't serve others from an empty vessel. One one good thing that I've just started, which I can't believe I haven't done before, is I've always had my morning routine, down, but I haven't had an, uh, an evening routine so i just go through my evening routine my evening routine is at 8 o'clock I've got a notification to do what's called Grid Diary now this is a free app as well as you can see I'm a bit of an app addict but they've really helped level up my game um, and it just asks me 8 questions You know, what have you done to contribute to your health today what have you done to contribute to your wealth today um, I would literally just jump it up now so I get asked 8 questions at 8 o'clock and it just helps me reflect on the day
0: what What, what app is that sorry it's called
1: called grid app Uh, sorry it's called uh, grid diary sorry so these eight questions i ask myself at eight Mm. o'clock every night based on the day so what contributed to your health today what contributed to your wealth today how did you become more productive today who did you connect with today did you breathe or meditate today Uh, did you do an an act of random kindness today Um, what two things are you grateful for and Mm. what can you do tomorrow better that you didn't do today so eight, awesome. eight o'clock, hold I hold you accountable then it, it does, and and the thing is you know you look back and you look at the things that you haven't done, you know that my health all good, wealth all good, productivity all good with my morning and evening routines. Um, some days I don't connect with people because I spend a lot of time at home, so it's just making a note to go out and connect with people on mm-hmm. those days. Breathe breathing meditation has been uh, successful something i haven't done this entire week in my head is an act of random kindness and that can literally be anything but you know it yeah I do, it, if, you've, if you've ever gone out there and done something random for somebody without even them asking for it that's an act of random kindness that that can be anything mm-hmm. I, I've, I've listened to some great podcasts about somebody who goes into a coffee shop um Let's just say the coffee comes to three quid. They give them a tenner and just said, "Make sure that that tenner goes towards the other two people behind me um, for their coffee," and then just walk off and, wow. and don't own up to it. And yeah, yeah a guy sits down and, and tells them not to tell anyone it was him and sees there and sees their face of that look of confusion but look of gratitude, as in there are mm-hmm. some good people in the world. And everyone knows when when they've had a random person come up and do a, a nice thing without wanting anything in return. It it does bring back and restore your faith in humanity. So that is um, at 8 o'clock. 8.30, it's social media down. It's phone down. It's away. Anything that, any issue or drama can wait till the next day unless someone's dying. um, Because, you know, it doesn't matter. And every time that there has been a drama and I've caught up with it the next day, it's more or less been sorted and I've got a good night's sleep. And obviously, once I've done that, half 8, in bed, 10 o'clock. Ten o'clock, awesome. in bed, and what happens is because I've switched off all my um, phone and electronic items, I read a book, and a, a book. Literally, s- I read two, three pages, and it sends me off to sleep. Because if you're sitting in your bed, looking at your phone, looking at this big bright screen, and all these little things that trigger you, you're, you're. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an hour later before you get to bed. As soon as you read, exactly. as soon as you read a paper book in your bed you will start nodding off and you'll be asleep and that's been my priority is to get seven hours at least sleep a night and it has literally changed the game with my stress levels uh, with my energy and with my creativity
0: it works a treat then yeah i do that as well read read in bed just helps you fall asleep yeah and i just Soon say, as you get that phone sorry, out electrical activity I'd, yeah
1: and i just very much say now last uh, <clears throat> last year i was one of those guys that that was like, nah, fuck off. I'm, I'm hustling. I'm hustling. I only need five hours sleep. I need five, and I'm very good on, on little sleep. I was in the army for seven years. You know, we learned mm. to deal. You know, I've done two tours of Iraq. We sometimes we were spending two or three weeks with two hours sleep. I'm, re- you know, I'm very good at not be, having much sleep. But I tell you what, I'm a hell of a lot better with a lot of it.
0: Yeah, I bet. Yeah, same. That's that's the three things you you mentioned. Then, um, so every day I give, I try and give something. Like you said, it could be anything uh growing so learning so listening to podcasts reading the book and gratitude so those three things i stick by myself and also meditation started it last year again I, I didn't get enough consistency with it so i was just starting to get results and stopped but now i'm back on that myself as well now and it, it just helps so much man meditation i find um i really started getting the benefits last year and as i said i stopped before i started getting uh, really really good so now i'm back on that as well so yeah. awesome mate And um, yeah, uh, okay, I'm going to completely, I'm going to ask you one more question. I'm going to completely copy, mimic Tim Ferriss on this one. (laughs) When you think of the word success, who springs to mind?
1: Every person. Anyone in particular? uh, No one. Any person that has achieved success um, against all odds. So any person that, You know, what inspires me is not uber successful people. It's people Mm -hmm. who have defied the odds. You know, I've got a a good network of friends who who inspire me because they've come from nothing and they've worked hard. And what inspires me, you know, I've got a lot of groups on Facebook. What inspires me is a person who was literally too scared to even, you know, to even comment in a Facebook group. And now they're like doing a photo shoot in the gym. You know, to Mm. see those kind of people, that to me is success you know people who, who, people who didn't have that confidence before people who didn't have that motivation before and who have pushed through that fear and have achieved to them fantastic things just you know just getting to the gym 3 times a week is is success for some people and and that inspires me you know it inspires me 100%. a lot
0: Okay, thanks a lot for that, mate. So we'll wrap it up there before we go on too much. I could talk for hours about uh, all this stuff. And uh, I've just written down a load of notes myself, mate. So thanks for that. I, uh, I learned a lot myself. So I hope the listeners enjoyed that, which I'm sure they did. And uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Jamie, what's your um, your Instagram and, and whatnot? So is it nice and easy, just at
1: GrenadeJ for, for anything. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, at GrenadeJ.
0: Thanks very much, yeah. And then, guys and girls, if you could just leave a, um, if you could go to iTunes and leave a rating and review, it'd be massively appreciated. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, once again, Jane, we we'll really appreciate it, mate.
1: More than welcome, man.